Is there a word from the Lord? Our scripture reading this morning comes to us out of Matthew 14th chapter, verses 22 to 33. Matthew 14th chapter, verses 22 to 33. And straightway Jesus constrained his disciples to get into a ship and go uh, before him to the other side. And while he sent the multitudes away, and when he had sent the multitudes away, he went up into a mountain apart to pray. And when the evening was come, and he was there alone, but a ship was now in the midst of the sea, tossed and with waves, and from the wind was contrary. And in the fourth watch of the night, Jesus went up unto them, walking on the water, on the sea. And when the disciples saw him walking on the sea, they were troubled, saying, Is there a spirit? And they cried out in fear. But straightway Jesus spake unto them, saying, Be of good cheer, it is I, be not afraid. And Peter answered him, and said, Lord, if it be thou, bid me to come to thee on the water. And he said, Come. And when Peter had come down on the ship, he walked on the water to go to Jesus. And when he saw the wind boisterous, he was afraid and beginning to sink. He cried, saying, Lord, save me. And immediately Jesus stretched forth his hand and he caught him. And he said unto him, O thee of little faith, wherefore did thou doubt? And when they had come into the ship, the wind ceased. And they that were in the ship and worshipped him, saying, O of a truth, thou art the Son of God. May the word of my mouth, the meditation of my heart, be acceptable in my heart, our Lord and our Redeemer. Let the household of faith say, Amen. You know, with all the drama of the pandemic, the police shootings and police brutality, social justice kneeling and anti-military protests and riots and looting and White House 45 and church closing, social distancing and uh, staying at home and the 2020 elections coming up, voting by mail, voter fraud and everything else going on, we've been distracted from uh, what God has created mankind to do is to give him glory. You know, our folks has been distracted by earthly things rather than focusing on the spiritual things that we should be focusing on. Jesus said, take no thought of your life, whether you're going to eat or what drink and these you have on your body, but uh, uh, put it on. Is not life more than meat and more than raiment? He goes on telling them uh, that take no thought of saying what you shall eat or what you shall drink or whether the all shall be closed. For all of these things that the Gentiles see, for the heavenly Father knoweth that you have need of all of these things, but seek ye first the kingdom of heaven and his righteousness, and, and, and all of these things will be added unto you. Take therefore no thought of the morrow, for the morrow shall be thought of the things of itself, sufficient unto the day of the evil thereof. So I understand why uh, folk uh, that don't have faith get all distracted by the things of this world, all of the drama that is going on, but, but Jesus tells us to take no thought about all of these things. Those things will have its way and it's going to happen and we can't affect it anyway. So our focus should be on the things uh, uh, that, that, that we can be able to do something about. Our focus on those things will, will not last forever. Those things are temporary and, and the work, worship, worry about those things uh, will not give one thought or change one tittle of what's going on in our life. None of that stuff is going to have lasting satisfaction to our lives anyway. So Old Testament tells us that our 
hills from whence coming to my help, knowing all of my help coming from the Lord, which made heaven and earth. See, with all of the hell going on around us, with all of the drama that is happening on the earth, we should be looking for help. We need to be looking up, looking up to the hills from whence coming our help, knowing that all of our help coming from the Lord. So this morning, I want to talk to you on the subject, can you focus on me? Can you focus on me? Let us bow. Father God, we do thank you for this time. We thank you for this opportunity. We pray, Lord, that you would just continue to help us to be able to draw closer to you, Lord. Let us lean not into our own understandings, but in all our ways, let us acknowledge you, Lord. We need you right now, Lord. Allow your Holy Spirit to minister as we're about to preach and to teach. Lord, just allow your Spirit to move in a mighty way. Bless the awaiting congregation, Lord. And give, even though we're having technical difficulties, Lord, you said, that you would make a way out of no way. Lord, so we are thanking you this morning. We give in your name all praise, glory, and honor. This is our prayer in Christ Jesus' name we do pray. Let the household of faith say amen. You know, every preacher every now and then have different ways that to give you the inspiration that we have for certain services or certain sermons that we do. And, you know, I look at my life experiences, I look at nature, ups and downs and trials and tribulations, successes, failures, and present time and present future events, individual circumstances, meditation, or whether I get some spiritual information for a sermon uh, when I'm preaching. I, uh, I, the sermon uh, has all kinds of avenues whereby we get a inspiration of where to draw from in order for to get uh, some inspiration. So the message that I was driving uh, work one day, listening to old Steve Harvey morning show and, and old nephew Tommy, he was doing his prank calls one Sunday morning, I mean one uh, weekday morning and before he called, they played this song by uh, Gabriana Wilson and, and they called her hers, that's a professional name and, and she had this song, you know, I'm not hip to all of the R&B music or whatever it is, and, but she had this song she devoted to George Floyd, uh, I Can't Breathe, and, and this song that she uh, was playing that morning was a particular song, and this song that she was playing uh, is a song that she's recorded, says, Can You Focus On Me? You know, and, 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 and as I said in my introduction, with all the distractions going on in the world today, I believe that sometimes God is, is trying to tell us that our, he's asking us are we focusing on him? Do, uh, is our focus on, on the one that can help us out of our situation? Situation, or are we being distracted by, by things of the world whereby we keep our eyes off him? So we should have our focus on him. All of the things that are going on in the world, you know, we should be able to uh, get our eyes on the one that will be able to help us in these situations that we're in. And as I was driving this uh, in that morning, uh, the song was on and the lyrics said, he said, can you focus on me? You got your hands in the soap and have the faucet running and I, and I keep looking at you, you stuck on that phone and you stuck in your zone uh, you don't have a clue, can you focus on me? You know, he says that you get the money and I guess 
I can't complain, but I feel all alone when we alone, and and that doesn't cost a thing. But I I just want to. I don't want to give up. I don't want to give up. I don't want to give in. But uh, lately, I've been a little fed up. And what I want to ask you is, can you focus on me? Can you focus on me? I know in any time in our relationships with 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 uh, romantic situations, sometimes we get caught up in not focusing on the one that we should be focusing on. But I believe that God is also a jealous God. He's a God that is asking us, can you focus on me? Can you get your attention off the things in the world and be able to focus on the one that had created the world? God is the one who sets the stars in the sky and puts the earth in rotation. He is the one that created everything from the beginning all the way to the end. See, what happened in our lives is that somehow we get our focus on worldly things and get our hearts all focused uh, off the things of God and get focused on things that we can't do anything about anyway. Look around us and what's going on. See, we need to focus on God. We need to get our focus on the one that can help us. How do you think he feels that when we're focusing on everything else but him? So when her recorded her song, I guess she was feeling a little jealous, feeling down and out, not realizing that her man was spending the right time focusing on her. But I believe God feels that way too. With everything that is going on, all of our focus should be on him. The Bible said that he's a jealous God. He's a God that that wants our praise and wants our glory. He wants our focus to be on him. But some of you think that, see, that's not a problem. But all of us, we desire attention. Sometimes, if, if you're not being focused on in your house, sometimes you wonder why all of the focus is on everybody else and they don't focus on you. But we got to be able to put our focus on the one that made us, the one that saved us, the one that created us, that blew into us the breath of life, the one that can do our soul some good. See, we got to realize that God is a jealous God. And, and if everything gets his attention, you would be jealous too because of the fact that that we are made in the likeness and the image of God. We desire attention. When God desires the same attention, he wants us to put our focus on him. And while all of this stuff is distracting us from focusing on the God that has made us, we need to be able to turn our attention to him so that we can get the help we can need in these trying times. I know it sounds like a relationship sermon this morning, but it's more than that. It's more than that. God works in our lives when we stay focused on him. How many of you know this morning that focusing on your problem will not change your problem? You can look at it all you want. You can focus on it all you want. It will not fix the problem that you have in your life. I know evaluation and study and all of that is necessary, but when you find the cause of the problem, merely focusing on the problem will not bring a resolution to your problem. Jesus was preaching and teaching in his hometown one day and, and all of a sudden everybody started focusing on him being the son of Joseph and Mary. And because they focused on him being the son of Joseph and Mary rather than him being the Messiah, him being the Christ, the Bible said that at that time very few miracles was done in that town because of their unbelief. See, their focus was on earthly father and mother of Jesus, but not on him being the son of the heavenly father. Because of their focus being distracted, they didn't see any of the miracles that Jesus had done in the roundabout town that he was in. Our text said because of their attention was not focused on him, not many miracles was happening that day. So many times 
should get our focus in the right perspective. Jesus is asking us today, with all of the noise and all of the distractions that is happening around us, can you focus on me? Can you get your attention on the one that can be able to help you out of your situation, or are you going to continue to focus on the problem with not having the ability to do anything about the problem? I'm looking for the problem solver. I'm looking for the one that can help me in my situation. I'm talking about Jesus. Jesus is the one that can help us, so my focus should be on him. Put your focus on the one that can be able to help you in your situation rather than being distracted by all of the other noises that are around to try to get your attention off him. So our text this morning, very familiar text that we're preaching this morning and, and being preached from every different direction. And one talks about preachers' boldness about getting out of the ship. Some other preachers say he should have stayed in the ship. That was his ark of safety. And then another talk about priest, uh, Peter uh, uh, going to Jesus in the time of the storm, but I, I'm looking at it from a little different perspective this morning. I, our text says that uh, and straightway Jesus restrained his disciples to get into a ship and to go into the other side and he sent the multitudes away and when he had sent the multitudes away that he went up into a mountain apart uh, to, to, to pray and then when the evening was come he was alone there alone. See, I, I said a few weeks ago that when Jesus uh, had to go to Gethsemane every day and then, see all of us need to get away every now and then. You need to get apart. You need to go somewhere to have some, some praying time, some time alone with God. See, Jesus had, uh, had just lost a friend. You know, John the Baptist had just been beheaded. He, he just had fed the 5,000 and, and he taught them along the seaside and the multitudes and, and his disciples had strained Jesus until uh, you remember the woman with the issue of blood. He said that when she touched him he, he felt his virtue leave out of him. So when, when the all of the work that Jesus had been doing, he lost a loved one, he's healing and he's feeding the 5,000. All of that got to the point where Jesus needed to get alone. See, when you, you, you've you lost a loved one and you continually focusing on ministry and your work you're doing, sometimes it can get be debilitating and, and grief and folk will wear you out in life and R&R &R is necessary every now and then so that you can be able to get over this thing that you've uh, been stressing you out. You know, when your body is weakened by overwork and folk pulling it from every direction. So Jesus said, he sent the multitude away and him and his disciples, uh, uh, he told them to go on the other side. And he went up into the mountain to be alone with the Father so that he could pray to get replenished in what he was doing. See, to anyone in ministry, you need to get away every now and then. I don't care who you are. I don't care how great a speaker you are, a preacher you are, how good a pastor. You need to get away every day. You need a sabbatical. You need to get away with our family. Take a break every now and then. So, so to get away, to be able to stay at home alone and have some time with you and the Father is necessary for you to be able to be strengthened in the ministry that you're doing. Your ministry will suffer and it will take you if you don't allow your time to be refreshed every now and then. Take this time. Don't focus on ministry all the time, but focus on you. You got to have some me time so that you and God can get alone to be able to focus yourself and his attention can be all about him. You need to get your eyes on him every 
now and then. Take your focus off of your situations that are around you. You need to get away. Jesus got away, went on up into the mountain so that he could have some time alone so that he could pray with the Father. Then next, when, you, when you're not focusing on God and the storms are coming in your life, listen to me. When you are not focusing on God, you're going to have some storms that are coming in your life and they will overtake you. Our text said, but when the ship was in the midst of the sea, tossed by the waves and the, for the wind was contrary. See, Jesus just sent those ship and the disciples over to the other side so, so he could get him some me time with his father and his absence from the storm uh, had arose in the midst and the waves had tossed the ship. Our text said that in the midst, you know, somehow you, you get in the midst of your situation and sometimes you don't know what to do, you don't know how to do, you don't know how to deal with the situation. When you get in the midst of your mess, there are some things that you need to get, uh, you need to find yourself some help. You know, the wind was blowing and the wind was contrary and the, and the waves was bashing. See, life can be contrary at times. When you want to go forward, life is pushing every which way but loose. The mere sound of the wind and gushing and the waves bashing can bring fear in your life and you don't know what to do. When those things come at you, what do you do? How do you deal with a situation when there's so much noise around you? You can't get your equilibrium. You can't get your balance. You can't get your focus on what you should do. So you need to have something to come into your life. You remember when Jesus was in the belly of the ship, when the storm came up, Jesus was laying there, and there resting and all of a sudden the boys came down and said, Jesus, uh, do you care whether we die or not? And Jesus, they were so afraid of the wind and the waves and, and he said, do you care whether we perish or not? And, and Jesus somehow well, came to their rescue and he just said a few words to be able to calm that situation. He said, when he said, peace be still, he said the waves and the wind cease. And the boys were astonished the fact that the wind and the waves would obey his will. See, the noise of the storm will come in your life. And, and it will come in a time when you don't expect it. And when that noise will cause you to question and sometimes lose your faith. Even with Jesus in the boat, the question whether or not that he cared about them or not. Jesus just spoke to the wind, peace be still. And that brought peace and that brought a situation that was out of control. Even in the midst of the storm, he brought it under control. See, if you're going through the storms in your life this morning, Jesus is the answer. He just needs to speak peace to your situation. The disciples wondered, what kind of man is this? That the wind and the waves will obey his will. See, keep your focus on Jesus. I don't care how bad it looks. I don't care what situation you're going to. He'll bring peace into your storm in your situation if you get your focus on him. Next, Jesus comes to the rescue. He, our text says that, and in fourth watch, that Jesus, uh, that night, Jesus went unto them walking on the sea. And when the disciples saw him walking on the sea, that they were troubled and saying, It's a spirit. And they cried out in fear. But straightway, Jesus spake unto them, saying, Be of good cheer. It is thy, be not afraid. See, the absence of Jesus in your life can cause all kinds of problems. And taking your focus off Jesus will have that same effect. See, knowing the situation that they were in, Jesus came walking on the water so that he'd be able to rescue them. But instead of focusing on Jesus, they perceived it to be a spirit, and they cried out in fear. See, our preconceived notion.
emotions can upset us sometimes. And, and even when the problem ain't that bad, it ain't a bad situation, but our preconceived notions can make us so upset until we'll get a stomach problem, we'll get ulcers, and, and the problem that didn't even harm us at all. We get those preconceived notions that brings fear that come in our lives. Our minds can play tricks on us when our hearts and our minds are not focused on the right things. When we saw Jesus walking in the water, that was not a usual event. And, and when things in our lives are not are unusual and, and out of the ordinary, our minds will be created. It can conjure up some things that ain't real. The, the, they couldn't fathom whether Jesus was walking on the water. The innate emotion that kicked in was fear. When fear kicked in, they started uh, uh, going all crazy and getting out of sorts. See, spirit were, were not our, our ordinary thing back then, and it ain't now. It ain't out of the ordinary to have spirits then. It ain't out of the ordinary to have spirits now. See, First John said, believe not every spirit, and, and try the spirit, whether it's of God, because many false prophets are going out in the world today. See, he's telling us, that's where we get, try the spirit by the spirit. So they were in the right to be concerned, but Jesus quickly quieted their concern. He said, be a good cheer. See, it is I, and be not afraid. See, when you're going through your situations and you don't know what's going on in your life and all of a sudden you, you, you don't know what to do, Jesus telling you to, to be of good cheer. Be not afraid. Don't be afraid. Jesus can calm your situation that, that you're going through in your life. I don't care what you're doing. He can speak peace to whatever situation that you're dealing with. Get your focus off of that spirit and focus on me. That's what he's trying to get us to understand. Those spirits that are out there causing its devices to cause harm in our life, those spirits are there. Jesus said, get your mind and your off of those spirits and put your spirit, put your focus on me that can be able to help you in your situation. And then once Peter saw Jesus, his faith got strengthened for a moment, and but 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 it wasn't long that he took his he took his focus off Jesus. His, his faith was strengthened for a moment. But then he took his eyes off Jesus. Our text says that, and Peter answered in him and said, Lord, if it be thou, bid me to come unto thee on the water. And, and he came, and when Peter was come down out of the ship, he walked on the water to go to Jesus. But when he saw that the wind was boisterous, he was afraid, and he began to sink. And he cried out, Lord, save me. See, a few weeks ago, I, I preached about the parable of the sower, and, and, and they said that some fell by the wayside that was sown, and when it was, uh, when he heard that Satan uh, comes immediately, he, he takes away the word that was sown in their heart. See, see, Peter immediately responds, well, to step out in faith. See, when, when the situation comes in your life, when, 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 when all of the noise and the distractions come in your life, you step out on faith. But for a while, then all of a sudden, when, when the noise overwhelms you, you, you find out that your problems are bigger than your faith. And, and then you started the distractions started coming in. But just like the sword, something's going to fall by the wayside. See, Satan will come quickly and snatch you uh, and that thought out of your heart and, and put you in a place where you have unbelief and doubt in your heart. And so Satan quickly with, with, with the look of the depth of the sea and the gushing of the, of the wind and the bashing of the waves caused Peter to have doubt. And soon as he started doubting, he began to sink. 
and the devil will try to get you to take your eyes off the prize and he'll diminish your faith and he made Peter look at everything else but Jesus he made Peter focus on the things that were around them instead of keeping his eyes focused on Jesus see the good news is that Peter knew who to call on oh, do I need to say that again this morning Peter knew who to call on when his situation got out of control so who do you look to when, when, when you're going through a situation? When you take your eyes off of Jesus, things will begin to happen. But God ain't left nowhere. He ain't going nowhere. If you take your focus on him, God is still right there. He'll be there for you if you just call on him. See, maybe I need to say that again this morning. The devil will get you to take your eyes off Jesus. But I want you to know this morning that God is still there. God ain't going nowhere. Jesus became the object of his focus. When, G, when Peter got his eyes focused on Jesus, things began to happen in his life. He knew who to call on. He said, Lord, save me. See, I'm reminded of Jesus healing the boy with the unclean spirit. And the disciples failed to heal him. And they came and asked Jesus. And, 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 and the father cried out to Jesus and said, have compassion on us. And Jesus uh, said unto him, if thou believe all things are possible, that he that believeth. And straightway the father of the child cried out and said, I believe. And help my unbelief. Huh? See, once, as I said last week, the father confessed his brokenness. Once you confess your brokenness to God, God will heal your situation. This man realized that he didn't have the belief that he had, so he cried out, Lord, help my unbelief. See, the disciples asked Jesus, what was our problem? Jesus replied to them, this cannot be done without much prayer and fasting. See, as long as fear and doubt is causing you to take your focus on Jesus, you will never get to do the great things that God has called you to do. You'll always have doubt and unbelief. So we need to be asking God, God, help my unbelief. I know that my faith is not where it should be, but help me to strengthen my faith so that I can be able to do the works that you have called me to do. So I need you right now to save me, Lord, because I'm in a place where I cannot help myself. So help me, Lord, to be able to get me out of this situation and strengthen me so that I can get my focus back on the one that can help me in my situation. Then finally, Jesus asked Peter, what happened to your faith? Can you focus on me? What happened to your faith? So our text says, then immediately Jesus stretched out his hand, caught him, and said unto him, O thou a little faith, wherefore did thy doubt? And when they had come into the ship, the wind ceased. And they that were with them in the ship worshipped him, saying, All of truth, thou art the Son of God. See, when Peter called out for help, Jesus reached way down and caught him. And Jesus asked Peter, where was your faith? Huh? Where did you have doubt? Why did you take your focus off me? All of us have been in the shape as Peter has been in. We've all doubted the Lord one time or another in our lives. We need to be like that father. Lord, help my unbelief. Sounds like an oxymoron, doesn't it? It's telling Jesus that you believe. He said, Lord, I believe, but, but help my unbelief. Now, that, that's kind of, how can you believe and then have unbelief? See, all of us got a certain level of faith in our lives, but some of us have, we need to go over. We got to go to the next level in order for you to get.
get to the next level, you got to be honest with yourself. This man said, I believe, but help my unbelief. See, when that father uh, realized that he was in his humanity, our faith sometimes is built like 50-50. You understand? I, I know some of you look at me funny this morning, but how many of you know really said that your faith is not all that it should be all the time? We about 50-50. Lord, my focus is on you, but help my lack of focus. Help me to keep my focus on you. Am I clear about that now? See, all of us, we focus on him, but we don't have our complete focus on him. We about 50-50 sometimes. See, sometimes when we focus on driving, you take your eyes off the road every now and then. Oh, now y'all know what I'm talking about. When all hell breaks loose, you can have your focus on him, but when that phone rings, when you have your focus on you, when you get that text message, when you have your focus on him, when the, another driver comes across the road, you take your focus off the things that you're supposed to be doing. So spiritually, our focus is not what it should be. So Lord, help me to focus on you. Help my unbelief. Help me to relieve the doubt that I have in my life so that I can get my focus on you. So Jesus is telling us this morning, can you focus on me? Can you focus on me? Get your mind off of all of the other stuff. Get your mind off the things of the world. Uh, those things of the world uh, are the lust of life, the lust of the flesh, and the pride of life. Get your mind off of those things and then put your focus on me. Get your focus in the right place so that it can be able to help you to get those things done in your life that God has called you to do. So as we close, I, I know things look bad. I know things feel mighty sad right now, but I know a man, huh? I know a man, and if you think Superman is powerful, but he, he's a comic book character, I, I know a real superhero, one that's faster than a speeding bullet, more powerful than a locomotive. He can leap tall buildings with a single bound. I ain't talking about single. I, I'm talking about Jesus. I asked him, do you know him this morning? Old folk used to say, he's so high you can't get over him. He's so low you, you can't get under him. He's so wide you can't get around him. Somebody uh, is... is, is that is stronger than in the situation that you can get yourself in. He created everything and, and he can take care of all your problems. Don't focus on the things that look bad, things that feel bad, things that are rough, things that are tough. Put your focus on Jesus. From the, John the Revelator said that I am Alpha and Omega. I'm the beginning and the end. I'm which was, which is, which was, and which is to come, the Almighty. See, that ain't between these two lines, which was, which is, which is to come. God got everything included in there in your life. He can meet every situation that you can have in need of if you just focus on him. Jesus is able to help you through all your difficult situations. I know how life is. Things can get bad and problems can get rough in this life. Anything that your heavenly father can do, he'll do it for you. If you just call on him, he'll help you get over those difficult situations in your life. He'll help you get around those difficult moments in your life. He will be able to get those things that when they try to run over you, he'll stop those things in their steps. Don't your Bible tell you no weapon formed against you shall prosper? I believe that this morning. There is nothing too hard for God to do. God is able to do all things if you focus on him. I remember my cousin Leroy used to say 
to the earth uh, uh, is dry, somebody bigger than you or I. Who made the flowers to bloom in the spring? Who made the song for the robins to sing? And who hung the moon in the starry night? Somebody bigger than you or I. And when I am weary, filled with despair, who gives me courage to go on from there? And who gives me faith when they will never die? Somebody bigger than you or I. So I'm telling you this morning is to turn your problems over to Jesus. So who can you turn to when these times are going uh, in life that is taking you through all of this hell? When uh, we can turn to Jesus. Somebody bigger than our situation. Somebody bigger than you or I. How can you keep your focus on things that don't look right or sound right and expect results? How can you keep doing those things over and over again? Get your eyes off your situation. Get your eyes on things that will be able to bring you victory in your life. Put your eyes on the one who can help you in your situation. Get your focus off your problem instead of putting your focus on the problem solver. Huh? Uh, Jesus is asking us, can you focus on me? If you keep your focus on him, everything will be all right. Y'all believe that? Do I have any believers in the house this morning? Do I have any believers out there in Facebook land that believe that if I keep my focus on Jesus, I believe everything's going to be all right. Jesus said that God requires our total focus in worship. He said that God is a spirit, that he that worship him must worship him in spirit and in truth. See, that's personal, ain't it? You got to have a personal relationship. Then David said, let everything that has breath uh, praise the Lord. See, that, 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 that's corporate. You got to have a personal and a corporate relationship with God to be able to help you in these situations that we are in. We need help right now. But we need to put our trust in the one who steal the water. God is able, ain't he? So our personal and corporate worship, we need to stay focused on Jesus. And that total focus of our worship should be upon him. Me. He's asking us, can you focus on me? Can we focus on him? Keep our focus on him. He's able to help us in any situation, but also through any situation. God bless you today. May heaven ever smile upon you. We greet you again in the name of our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ, and we hope that you've gotten some of our message. I think we've already had our technical failure, but God is still able. We will do the best we can to get this word out so that the body of Christ can be healed out of our situation. Be good, be safe. And may heaven ever smile upon you. God bless you. Let me pray. Father God, we do thank you today. We thank you, Lord, for this opportunity to come. And hopefully we'll be able to do the greater work that you've called us to do. Lord, we thank you today. We praise you. This is our prayer in Christ Jesus' name we do pray. Amen. If there is one out there that has not accepted Jesus Christ as a personal Savior, we invite you to get to know him. Receive him into your heart today. And he'll be able to help you through and over anything that you'll ever done in your life. God bless you and may heaven have a smile upon you. We'll see you again next week.